It is time to blast off inside the kennel. And now, here is the Tomahawk Missile himself, Vindog Radio. She'll download podcast. Money Ben, what's good, my friend? What's up, world? <laughs> oh, yeah. make sure, make sure you do not check the tubes. Yeah, we, no yeah, tubes. yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't, yeah, yeah. We don't even give, acknowledge them. So anyway, here, here's the thing. Um, you were driving around earlier, and you saw fighter jets flying around in cities of Corona and Ontario area. That's right. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, I want to know what's really going on. And Resident Braindead is going to be in Europe this week uh, dealing with NATO. So that just tells us that something is going down and we don't know about it just yet. I know what is going down, Ben. Yeah. Braindead Biden is going to fall asleep and take two naps at this meeting in Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's used to taking naps and that's and that is his MO every time anyway. He goes on the taxpayer's dime and takes naps. That's resident brain dead Biden for you folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And uh, yeah. once you see that blue line in between his diaper, <laughs> yeah. it's time to it's time to change diapers. Yeah, changes the pins <laughs> and give him his Geritol. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so no, I, the other day I, I was just sitting there and I'm listening to this guy, and he's doing nothing but bumbling. That's why we call him Bumbling Biden, and uh, he says these. He says this. It is so you know, crazy. We are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. And he stutters. military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order. And that had liberal world in order. While. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna. There's gonna be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway, a new world order, he says. That just tells you, everybody. That's what they're capitulating everybody to right now. People, you need to get your affairs in order, get your family straight, make sure that they're right with God, because man, it is coming to a photo finish like no other. And I'm telling you. This is not the end yet. The end game is around the corner, and these people are not playing around. People on the hard left and hard right are pushing 
the envelope right now into war. I know they are. They're showing it, and that is why Brain Dead himself is going to E-U-R-O-P-E. As I used to call it in elementary school, Europa. <laughs> oh, man. So, Money Ben, we have the Cash App where people can still donate to the podcast while money is still good. <laughs> yeah, well, while, while, while it still has some kind of value. Yeah, yeah, while it still has some kind of value because <laughs> we're going to need donations right away. <laughs> it is cash tag inside the kennel one on the cash app. Cash tag inside the kennel number one. Yes, the number one on the cash app. Yes, inside the kennel one. Please uh, feel free to make donations of five, tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds, we even take $1,000 donations. Whatever you can anything donate. Anything helps. Yes, everything helps. Any little any little bit helps. If we can get at least 150 people to donate $1,000, we'll be good to go. Man, this podcast yeah. will go into the troposphere for a long, long time. But um, And once we get uh, once we get that Patreon page, uh, we're going to definitely release exclusive Patreon episodes mm-hmm. where, you know, they're going to be exclusive. You can't you can't get them anywhere else but from us directly. That's right, and we are direct and not collect. We don't do collect calls around here inside the kennel. So if you're gonna call us collect, you're gonna get a busy signal, or it's gonna say this number can't be accessed at this time. <laughs> Access denied. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like this. Access granted. No, no, no. Access Uh-oh. denied. What? Okay, somebody tried calling collect twice. Must have been residents brain dead in his uh, cronies. So, you know. Yeah, the Goombas. <laughs> dude, you know what's funny? When you sent me that, I'm like, she really does look like the Goomba. That's crazy. Yeah. They should call she her Goomba. The same color. Her, 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 uh, her uh, <laughs> wardrobe looks like the same color as that Goomba. Yeah, they should call her Goomba Harris. That yeah. is the perfect AKA name for her. Goomba Harris. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you see the Goomba, please give her our worst regards. <laughs> or whack her with a hammer like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, Super exactly. Brothers. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. <laughs> wow, he gone. He's gone. Like NC, si no puedo mas. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Kennel Live right here on Podbean.com with myself, Vin Dog Radio. This is a Money Bin production. Yes, my super producer and business partner, Money Bin Extraordinaire, my friends. He is ready to cock back and aim. Yes, he's ready to cock back and aim. DJ. Oh, yeah, he is a DJ. He used to be. (laughs) That was me. Major Williams coming up next on the other side of the kennel, right here on Podbean.com, baby. Back in a minute, sucker. Back in a minute. More with the street shooter himself right after this. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Vindog Radio. What's happening, everybody? Vindog in the house from the Kennel Podcast right here on Podbean.com. Thank you so much.
much. Thank you, thank you. You guys are so wonderful. Thank you. You're so lovely tonight. All right. Now, here's what I really came here to ask you. Would you like to advertise your product or services on our podcast? Hey, just inbox me at vintasticpromo at gmail.com. That is V-I-N-T-A-S-T-I-C promo at gmail.com. Or you can talk to my man, Money Ben. That's right. You get Money Ben Productions up with a Z on Instagram. Yes, you can DM him or DM me at Vindog Radio USA on Instagram and Twitter also. And we will get back to you and we will work with your budget. Small budget, big budget, large budget, any budget. We work with everybody. Isn't that right? Yes. Do we work with people that want to spend their money? Yes. Do we know how to promote? Yes. Are we the greatest podcast on earth? Yes. So please promote with the kennel right now and we will take care of you taking care of us because we love all of our people, right? Yes. We love everyone. Yes. We sure do, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Stay tuned. More of the kennel coming up, baby, right here on podbean.com. He shoots straight from the hip and if you don't like it, Go and stuff yourselves. Back to the kennel with Mr. Keeping It Real himself, Vin Dog Radio. Hey, what's up? It's Rick D's in the morning. Don't forget to wake up with me right here. But right now, Vin Dog. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, please add and follow us on podbean.com and also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and wherever you should download podcasts. And please follow my producer extraordinaire, Money Ben, on Twitter, Instagram, and Rumble at Money Ben Productions with a Z. And ladies and gentlemen, as promised, I am having the man in the studio right now. He is going for it all. And I'm telling you, he wears many hats. And his name is Mr. Major Williams. How are you, brother? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, sir. You started your campaign for governor last year. You really made some noise out there, but unfortunately, the uh, drive-through media, I believe, didn't give you a push because you weren't really going with their narrative. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I started over 20 months ago uh, with the intention to run for this 2022 election uh, due to a lot of support and people kind of pushing me to run during the recall. You know, we gave it our shot during that particular time as well. But oftentimes when you are a natural raw talent, we see this all the time in a variety of industries. Um, It breeds envy, it breeds um, misinformation, it breeds jealousy, it breeds, you know, the audacity of you type of mindsets when you look at an individual who has come in like myself and that has created such a momentum and wave so early on, it made a lot of people uncomfortable, especially given the fact that, just like my mom said, she said, you know why? Because you didn't ask for permission. And a lot of people want you to ask for permission to be great, and and I refuse to do that. You have that right to, because that liberty was given to you by God himself. Yes, sir, absolutely. And, you know, and, and I live by that wholeheartedly, and I'm hoping with... The way that I'm doing is going to inspire other people as well. You don't have to wait on anyone's or anyone's approval or yes in order for you to go after your dreams, hopes, or even your desires. What do you think about uh, the midterm elections that are coming up in June? Do you think that uh, we have a chance at making some really big noise? Well, a lot of people don't believe that we have chance, but I look at it from a very a different vantage point because. Mm-hmm. I, I know that people, because I've, I've campaigned longer than any other candidate, so I've had the opportunity to travel more than any other candidate and hear 
the plights and concerns of real people, you know, and real voters. And I believe that's a huge shot, but it's going to take the right type of individual uh, to galvanize those, you know, those voters to come out. So it is possible. Is it going to be a monumental feat? Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is possible. And I believe that with the campaign that we are positioning ourselves to run going up into the primary, it's going to be an opportunity for us to really say, are we at the point where enough is enough? Are we tired of supporting the same type of candidates over and over again? You know, the political career guys or the guys that so-called profess to have a magic wand and have it all figured out? Or are we going to first are we going to for the first time get behind the regular guy? You know, the electrician, the person that, you know, has an entrepreneur background that understands your plights because I go through your exact same pain points every single day as well. So it's that relatability aspect of it that we're bringing to the table. So it's possible. Yes, absolutely. And I think uh, right now, a lot of the people are fed up with just the establishment politician, period. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle that they're on, because you know that they're all bought by the lobbyist. And, and I think that's what we're sick and tired of. No, I agree. I agree. And, you know, as I said, I've had many conversations with a lot of people and it feels like a lot of candidates and even, you know, the GOP isn't listening because people are telling you what they do not want. Mm -hmm. But yet we continue to prop up exactly what they do not want. And so it begs to differ. Do they truly care about winning or is it just about going through the actual motions? My thing is I exist because I felt like a disruption needed to happen not just be based upon my personal experiences living in California, but also from the opportunity to speak to so many people here in California. And it started when I ran for mayor of Pasadena and made history, got the most votes ever out of first time candidate, although I came in third. And so I have the post of the people and I know what they're looking for. And I'm just trying to make sure that everyone else is aware of that as well. Now, you know that uh, Gavin Newsom, everybody's friendly neighborhood governor of California, and I say that sarcastically, uh, wants to make California an abortion sanctuary state. What what is your what is your take on it? No, it's true. It feels like it's one of those. Um, I feel like it's like a, a petty committee. You know, if that makes sense to a lot of people, I believe that I believe that he he gauges other uh, situations. Say, for instance, like Texas, and he makes it a point to take advantage of whoever's enraged and try to do the exact opposite to try to galvanize a certain base, uh, which I believe is going to backfire because, you know, all these things always happen right around election time. And my hope and prayer is that people are really waking up and really getting uh, hip to this particular governor. Uh, That's something that I do not support at all. Um, You know, it's just ridiculous that you know, he would support something like that. But at the same time, it doesn't surprise me and millions of other Californians as well. And that's why I'm really hoping for the great awakening, great awakening here in California. I've witnessed a lot of your uh, workings when you were doing your campaign. You were like boots on the ground, talking to people, going to town hall meetings. And, and you weren't going just to like, you know, these big places. You're going to like average you know like small churches uh you know gyms holding outdoor gatherings with folks and and i think that's what california needs we need to get ourselves back to the basic traditional values do you agree with that 
No, I agree with you. Um, for me, it was surprising because I did all those things, you know, not mm-hmm. having a political background and being in politics for a very long time. I did all those things because ideally I thought this is what candidates do. Right. You know, so in a sense that I was just following the same routine, trying to connect with voters, trying to hear their plights and concerns, let them know that I exist as a candidate. But what I quickly found out is that when I went to these small towns and in these communities, these small churches and held these pop ups all over the state, people were just so surprised to see an actual candidate willing to put in the work to earn the opportunity. None of them have a track record of actually going out there working to earn your vote beyond sending your email, beyond sending you a text message and flyers, billboards, postcards and yard signs. Mm-hmm. None of them have the track record, blood, sweat and tears and sacrifice that we've put in. And mind you, I thought this is what candidates do anyway. And I found out very quickly that wasn't the case. Yes. Okay, now, what is your take on how Gavin Newsom is treating the situations at the ports of Los Angeles and up north? What would you do differently about all of that? Well, for me, it has to be an open conversation. Oftentimes, you can find solutions by talking to the people who, whatever the thing is affecting. So, um, I look forward to putting together a great coalition, a great team, so we can figure out different resolutions that's going to solve those issues and problems. Obviously, they're not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some unpacking. But I mean, it's, you know, what I feel about Gavin Newsom handling those things is what I feel about him handling everything. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a track record of handling anything sufficiently enough to where it's beneficial for the others versus beneficial for himself. And so my my governing style is it's more of a collaborative effort. Right. I don't profess to go into these environments or these industries saying that I am the professional, I know what you need, I'm going to figure it out for you, versus I'm going to embrace you, hear your plights and concerns, but also ask you what your your suggestions, like what do you feel like is necessary? What can change the, the dynamics and make it beneficial for everyone? And then we'll build upon that foundation moving forward. To me, that's leadership. And that's the type of leadership that we need now and also moving in the future to, reju- to rejuvenate the state. Absolutely, 100%. Now, I like your stance because basically you're saying, you know, this is for and by the people and you're representing the people of California. Let's get into the Second Amendment. There's a lot of like upside down issues uh, going on with the uh, 2A out here in California, especially in Sacramento. I don't think it's being handled right. I I think that gun control laws are really, really horrible. I mean, look at the things that are going on in Chicago, Illinois. Can you address that? Sure. Well, I've always said this in all statements. I personally believe that a gun state is a safe state. Mm-hmm. I believe that gun ownership from law-abiding citizens is a instant automatic deterrent for criminals, right? Mm-hmm. And I always use a scenario, even for like shop owners and, you know, cafe owners. You know, if these criminals understood that there could possibly be fatal consequences of them going into those houses or going into those cafes or gas stations or whatnot, you would see a decrease in crime in just a year's time if we had constitutional carry Mm -hmm. here in California and lessen the restrictions and some of the regulations. Because, as I said, I think it's been misconstrued given the fact that we're in California, the Hollywood capital. Mm hmm. 
they're using these images and social media and making it as if law-abiding citizens want guns to participate in activities like it's the wild wild west and that's not true the main point and purpose of it is to protect your property protect yourself protect your family and that's that's your right up under the second amendment right correct yes absolutely 100 percent. And, and for me I can't help but to support that because that's what's that's within our rights. And so for them to try to manipulate, to demean, to try to, you know, detach us from our tools, our guns, um, is more of a control mechanism more than anything. And we, we see shining examples in other countries, in other areas, which gives you the data necessary to let you know that mm, this is not I don't think this is going to be a good idea. And just to close on that, I know we've always, you know, heard the reference of, you know, why a lot of people hesitate to ever invade, you know, the United States, because they know they don't have to worry about just our military. Right. You know, the law and citizens are armed and ready as well. A lot of folks are like really like running away from California, trying to go to other places, and now they're finding out that the governors in those states are pushing, you know, ESG, which you know about, I'm sure, about the economic, social justice, and governments, which we know is a farce. What would you say about all of that? Well, I tell everyone from a very simplistic way, look, whatever happens in California, it's like a testing ground, and California's a trailblazer for policy. So mm -hmm. if it's happening here, and we don't stop it here, wherever you move to, eventually it's going to follow you where you are, right? Mm -hmm. And so my thing is understanding that I'm just going to stay here and we're going to fight to change it here because what a lot of people don't understand is our fight is all of our fights, whatever state that you're in, because we are trailblazers of policy here in California. So if you've moved, you know, or if you're thinking about it, I just want people to kind of hold on to that nugget. It doesn't matter if you move because if, it, if it's effective here, uh, under these, you know, Democrat legislators that we have, uh, eventually it's going to seep over into your environment as well. Um, so are you uh, ready to go to these debates when it comes down to the primaries? Because I, I know you've been gunning for this for a while. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll be going to the first forum, the second forum, actually, on this coming Thursday. Um, it's the Pat Nixon Republican uh, Forum. But there are going to be a lot of candidates there. I don't truly, truly know the format there. But as far as being ready for a debate, for me, it's very easy. You know, I'm, I'm fearless in conversation. I'm honest when I don't know something, but I also give context. No, not knowing something doesn't mean you're not educated or smart enough to understand the information given to you and make sane decisions based upon that, right? Mm -hmm. and, and debates are very informative, can be very informative, informative, also a little entertaining and allows you to get a chance to be in front of the voters so they can kind of get a feel for you, uh, be introduced to you, because uh, I believe that matters. But in, in but also say that, you know, there are some situations, if we look at some of the presidential debates and things of that nature, you know, because you answer questions good doesn't necessarily mean you're, you will be a great leader. You know, so I always make those that preference as well. Yeah. And you do come from a sports and music background. So that kind of helps you. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, that that's one of the things where it kind of eliminates the butterflies, you know, from playing in front of a lot of people, from performing in front of a lot of people, from doing acting as well. Uh, for me, it, it's 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 a natural space for me to be in front of people and to have conversations. And the difference between me and a lot of people, I actually enjoy talking to people. I enjoy having open dialogue, civil conversation. Even if we don't agree on every single thing, there's an opportunity there for us to focus on the th- things that we do agree upon and work towards the common good on that. I and mean, I think once people kind of get a glimpse of that refreshing type of opportunity and conversation, it kind of changes the dynamic on how they look at a person or even a candidate. I know it's been a rough road for you through your life. Now, I would like to know, and everybody else would also, when did you begin your walk with the Lord? Right. Well, first of all, I grew up in the South. I grew up in Dallas, Texas. And, you know, mm-hmm. having a, the grandmother that I had and the grandfather, I, I grew up in the church. You know, I was literally one of those kids that went to church seven times a week. You know, <laughs> I know the feeling. You know, and it's like when I became, you know, more of an adult and went off to college, that was kind of like my freedom. Like, yes, I don't have to go to church every Sunday. So I kind of lost my way for a good 10 years. Always spiritually connected, always believed in God, but just wasn't really into the church atmosphere. Right. And that also has something to do with me, you know, going off to college and also moving and not really, you know, being being settled. But over 12 years ago, I believe that I really started to plant my roots again in regards to uh, how I walked in that particular faith. And it's always a journey. I believe that we're, we're always a, a work in progress. Um, I also, you know, last year got rebaptized as well by one of my good friends, which is a pastor, which that was great. Not only for me, but for my sons to be able to be a part of that and see me go through that period and that transition as well. Um, but I've always been a very strong advocate. You know, the pen right here is, you know, under God's armor. You know, I wear that with me all the time. And that's I feel like that's my protection. And a lot of times people tell me, you know, don't mix, you know, God with politics. Well, I'm rebellious and I say no. Uh, it's a part of my conversation. It's a part of my life. It's a part of the foundation that has groomed me and, and, and lifted me up to the point to where I am right now. So uh, very strong Christian uh, Judeo values. And, you know, my, you know, my family is in, in sync as well. And I believe that, you know, it, it, California can do uh, good with a little God right now, you know, because when you eliminate God from the schools and from the atmosphere of politics, you seem seemingly get exactly what we have, which is, you know, chaos, confusion and destruction. You know, so we, we can do we, we can do with a little more God in our life. Absolutely. 100 percent. And a lot of people don't understand California was actually based on the principles of God. I mean, think about the city of Sacramento. It was created, you know, entitled because of the sacrament. Yes, I agree. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I love the fact that you're different from a lot of other people out there. When you get into office, you said, and I and I heard this before, you said that you're not just going to hang out in Sacramento inside the office, hiding behind the desk and the doors. You're, you want to be out with the people. Right. Now, that's true. I think that in order to change the morale of California, we need something that's going to be very... Um, very bold and direct because you know we need to there is there has never been anyone in leadership since i've been here over 22 years and a lot of people who've been here longer than me have have agreed with this there has never been a governor that actually inspired people 
that actually created moments and memories and opportunities for people to thrive and have memorable moments where people are just coming out that that individual has added to their life. It just doesn't exist, right? And so my thing is, it's like with this new era, being an entrepreneur, um, being a small business owner, being in marketing, I understand, you know, what's missing from that perspective because I feel like it should be natural. You know, there are no kids looking up to the governor. So I want to kind of spice it up and add a little uh, flavor to it, you know, if I should say, uh, and which is what I did. You know, we have uh, the most new voters excited about this campaign. We have uh, beyond Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents supporting what we're doing. Uh, it's a great opportunity, and I think that uh, people should be excited about a, a new brand of leadership getting in office. So, you know, I'll be on social media, give you behind the scenes of what's truly going on, being very transparent, which our government doesn't do now, and just creating opportunities and moments for us to work together, which is the foundation of the Restore California plan, which my administration will be implementing, which is a collaborative effort and also a platform that's going to allow us to address issues and problems collectively together from the actual people and also the professionals working together for the first time, because I believe that expedites us finding a solution to the problems versus just us living it in our own so-called professional heads. Absolutely. Now, you know that there's a lot of things that have been going on with uh, organizations like Antifa and BLM. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, because the, the, they want to actually destroy the nuclear family. And it's very important and vital that fathers are, are in the children's lives. And we need to, as, as men, like stand up for that. Don't you agree? No, I agree. And it's, it's a huge issue and it's a growing issue if we don't start showing better examples of men being in the household uh, and also families as well. Uh, in regards to those groups, those are groups and organizations that I would never support or align with simply because of their mission statements. Their mission statements pretty much tell you what they are about. Um, Black Lives Matter specifically, I love black culture, black people. Uh, but I don't support the actual organization uh, simply because of the mission statement. Anytime um, there is so much data, like even for myself, my own personal story, I can relate to the uh, long lingering effects of not having a father in a household. But I also can attribute it to the government stepping in and telling my mom that if, if a man is in the house, you can no longer get this welfare check as well, right? So I've had a lot of great experience in understanding the damage that a lot of that causes. And so to create organizations that is, is against everything that I stand for uh, would be something I would never support. Absolutely. And a lot of folks don't know that that started with Lyndon B. Johnson back in the 60s. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Man, Major, I am so glad that we finally got you on here. Now, I always like to say it is time to think major, everybody, because we are really in a situation to where we need to flip the script in California and get it back to where it needs to be. I agree. It is time to think major. You know, you have to think about the, you know, the fight that we're having with our kids right now, their education, some of the things that they're pushing in the schools as well. You have to think about what's happening around you, the mass exodus of families leaving, even locally, the mass exodus of small businesses leaving as well. Uh, the writing is on the wall. Even if you're trying to drive to the gas pump, you know, the writing is on the wall. 
And, and, and so oftentimes, you know, the famous quote that we all know, doing the exact same thing over and over again, expecting different results is called insanity. It's time for us all to wake up. It's time for us to unite. And as you said, it is time to think major about the future of California. Absolutely. Please let everybody know how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. My website is available now, uh, www.majorforgovernor.com. And the four is spelled out, F-O-R. You can follow me on social media platforms like Instagram, Major Williams for Governor or Major Williams. Uh, on Twitter, Major Williams C-A. And uh, just follow us on this journey. You know, you can donate, you can get merchandise to support us out in public and or host a meet and greet or a fundraiser. We need as much support as possible. Governor Gavin Newsom has over $24 million plus already in his bank, ready to just do whatever it is he's going to do. This being a very organic, personal campaign, we need all the support possible. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right there. My good friend and brother, Mr. Major Williams. Thank you for coming on, sir. And we are really going to support you to the finish line. Thank you so much, Vienna. Thanks for having me on. All right. God bless you guys. Take care of one another, and we'll see you next time. Money Ben, cock back in aim, brother.